Welcome. You're listening to Talk About Healthy Living. I am so pleased to have you join me today. Today's topic is happiness. For 17 years, I was married to a guy who was totally unhappy, had a negative view of life. Throughout our marriage, I tried to make him happy. And he told me he'd be happy if he had more money, a bigger house, more resources, more time to relax. So I worked towards those stated goals. But then one day I realized he is simply not a happy man. And nothing I could do would change that. I loved him, but I was doomed to fail at making him happy, which made me profoundly unhappy. And not surprisingly, we ended up in divorce. Well, there I was after years of working to change my husband's malaise. I was finally free to be me. But uh, who was I? I didn't know. I wasn't even sure what made me happy. It took many years to figure out so much of what I share with you in today's episode. I'm Peggy Sealfan. I'm trained by world masters in Eastern and Western traditions. So what I share with you is a blend of ancient wisdom and modern science and technology. The most important lesson I learned from my marriage is that you're not responsible for someone else's happiness. You are only responsible for you. So how do you access that happiness within yourself? It's there, yet so often it's a process, a navigation to shed the shackles of false beliefs and past hurts and find the authentic you with your uniquely personal gifts and talents. We often take on a litany of beliefs of how we're supposed to show up in the world. These get ingrained in us by our parents, teachers, friends, society, our culture. But very often, these do not align with who we are at our core. So as you evolve, it's important to become fully you, not who your parents want to mold you to be, but to become your own person and discover your unique set of likes and dislikes and natural abilities. I've worked with many clients who have immense talents that were never recognized or appreciated by their circle of influences. And ultimately, these talents came so easily that my clients never accepted these amazing gifts they possessed. The truth is, balance is important, and being able to savor and enjoy moments, giving yourself permission to connect to a marvelous, uplifting experience, a hug, a smile, tasting an awesome food, working more effortlessly. Studies have shown that what you believe will make you happy really doesn't make you happy. A better job, the bigger car, the grander house, these are external things that give you a temporary lift, but it's short-lived. It's a feel-good, quick fix, but it doesn't last. Many people defer happiness to some future point. Well, when I make a half a million dollars a year, I'll be happy. So they work harder to attain that level. And in the process, they are not living now. In fact, a paper by Matt Killingsworth, a senior fellow at Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania, who studies happiness in humans, showed that if you have an increase in income from $100,000 to $600,000, your happiness goes up from a score 
of 64 to 65. Hardly budges, and yet to get to that level of income requires a boatload of intense work. So, I promise to give you ways to access the happiness within. It all begins with changing your mindset and managing your stress and anxiety levels so you can give yourself permission to notice and cherish what you have right now in this moment. Science shows that there are clear ways that you can impact behaviors to boost happiness. In fact, I took an awesome course given by Yale professor Lori Santos. It's called The Science of Wellbeing. It's free and I highly recommend it, so I'll put a link in the show notes. One way Lori points to supercharging your well-being is with a dose of gratitude. The simple act of stopping to consider all the good things in your life contributes to a feeling of contentment. So here's the thing. Every day, write down at least one item you're grateful for in your life. You can keep a gratitude journal or a gratitude jar, fill it with gems of grateful observations. Then at any point, if you're feeling low, you can look back and remind yourself of all the things you're thankful for in your life. For myself, I find serving others gives me a huge happiness boost. In fact, I did a whole podcast about it because it was a kind of epiphany when I realized that when I'm helping someone else in some way, I feel immensely fulfilled. Research shows that doing nice things for other people does give us a feeling of contentment. In fact, people who self-report being happiness are focused on those in need. They donate more of their time and money to charity and even engage in random acts of kindness. My ultimate philosophy is that we're all in this life, this world together. We are our greatest resource for one another. So the more we help and support each other, the more we are all uplifted. Connection is essential. That's why I absolutely love my work so much because I get to connect with and affect so many people in very positive ways. That not only makes me feel good, but they feel good. And then their good feelings influence others who they interact with. So it's on and on. It's contagious. And it's interesting to note that clients I have who suffer serious anxiety often had a mother or father who was anxious, and they unknowingly patterned that behavior. So my suggestion, why not consciously pattern a giving, generous behavior in everyday Do at least one random act of kindness or an intentional kindness, just encouraging someone or make someone smile. One of the most important things I've done for my well-being has been to purposely distance myself from toxic people, even if they're part of my family. I set boundaries or I leave, as in the case of my ex-husband. And I choose to be around people who are joyful and who are able to truly enjoy life. And for the last 10 years, I've been uber fortunate to be in a loving relationship with a guy who walks around the house singing all the time. He's so happy. Jim Rohn, who was Tony Robbins' first mentor, once claimed, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time around. So who you choose to be with on a regular basis totally impacts your behaviors. So choose wisely. In past episodes, I've talked a lot about mindfulness. It really does help to pay attention to your reactions to people or to situations, especially if you get emotional, upset, anxious. You cannot control people or external situations. 
What you can control is your reactions to them. So I always recommend being aware and not dwelling in negative emotions because they drain your energies. So a simple technique you can use is one I call erase and replace. So change your mindset by erasing that negative reaction, change that image and replace it with a new picture, something that makes you happy or perhaps one of the gratitudes you've written down and really feel how that uplifting feeling accesses sensations in your body. Notice how you feel. I've also talked a lot about meditation, which totally connects you to your inner source of power and potential. So even if you only use my three-minute meditation, it can begin to set up healthy brain patterns that raises your vibrational level. So I recommend doing that every day. I am running out of time. So there are two more areas that can really help enhance good feelings. One is movement, get your body active, exercise is really important. And the other is the polar opposite, resting your body, getting adequate sleep so you can restore and renew. Being happy contributes to well-being and longevity, and it's all in your grasp as happiness is an inside job and releases feel-good hormones that affect your health. Let me underscore the health aspect with a quote from the author of Biology of Belief, Bruce Lipton, who says, the moment you change your perception is the moment you rewrite the chemistry of your body. I hope you benefited from your time with me today. I'm sending you love and light, and I invite you to join me again next week for another episode of Talk About Healthy Living.